Welcome to episode 21 of the Workshop Podcast. Do you ever catch yourself going through Facebook and you're just browsing through stories? And I actually came across Sarah Pelly's post and uh, I interviewed her in episode 10. So you can go check out that. We were talking about Facebook marketing and in her post, she actually shared a story about me and how she remembers us at the Fusion Mineral Paint Retreat and we were on our way to go view Niagara Falls and the music was on and we were singing and socializing and then Queen came over the music and out of nowhere I started doing air guitar and uh, just rocking it out and I didn't even care if anybody was there watching. I just flooded memories of me in high school with my girlfriends and we were on the dance floor and that's kind of what we would do back in the day. And now I didn't know everybody really well, but obviously I had made an impression. And until I saw that post on Facebook, I actually had totally forgotten that I did that. Now, Looking back at that moment, it actually makes me smile and laugh because that was an opportunity that I guess I took for them to get to see and learn a little bit about me. And my background, as you know, was I was trained as a recreation therapist and part of that is studying play and how we as humans interact and why play is so important. And now rekindling that experience really made me think that we need to look into that topic of play a little bit more and why us as adults, we don't think of play as a priority. So what exactly is play? So play is anything that you engage in as an activity of leisure or recreation for no particular purpose for no reason at all. So it's something that we just do for the sake of doing. And as kids, that came so easily to us that, you know, you see kids jumping in leaves and puddles, throwing snowballs. There are so many different types of play. So I just want to go into the topic of play a little bit deeper now and talk about the different types of play. And you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with DIY workshops. So I just want you to keep on listening because I am going to tie it all in. So different types of play, and you can think of us as kids too, when you were kids, it can rekindle some memories of, you know, exploratory play. Things that you would just, you know, try to figure out what what it was. Uh, It's just really stuff that was good for your senses, things that you would hear, see, touch, uh, taste, So that just came normal to kids trying to figure things out and that type of play. We would always have rough and tumble play. I mean, that should be something that should be allowed in schools. And I know it's looked at as faux pas, but it's definitely a learning experience through play on how we interact socially with other kids. Uh, Then there's, you know, different types of social play where you might have kids who love to play alone and other kids love to play in large groups. And um, there's imaginary play, there's cooperative play, there's competitive play. Um, 
And then there's creative play, which is where the painting and DIY workshops really comes into play because I just want to make you aware that being creative is a type of play. And again, as adults, it's never a priority. So so how do we make this a part of our everyday? So studies have actually shown that Kids who played more, especially, you know, exploratory play, kids who held a lot of objects and got to be able to explore with, you know, different, I mean, I'm going to give you some creative experiences, but kids who got to play with, you know, crayons and pencils and paper and string and rope, um, anything that was an object that they got to play with their hands, actually research shows that it, that connection to the brain really actually helped them to be better problem solvers. So there's so many benefits to play. It increases their well-being. It can decrease your stress. uh, It can improve relationships. It can give you more energy, which is kind of what I felt like dancing. Uh, It gives you the opportunity to create, which then stimulates ideas. Uh, daydreaming is a type of play because there's no limits, there's no boundaries. Uh, it helps with the imagination. And that brain needs that to tap into uh, brain functioning. It really lights up the brain. So why is it as adults that we don't do these things? Now, the state of play, I want you just to Think of an experience that you had recently or as a kid where you were in a state of play where nothing else mattered. You were laughing, smiling, interacting. Were you with others? Were you alone? Why was this interaction so much fun for you? And I would challenge you to create an environment or do something small every day that brings you joy just for the sake of doing it. And so from my example, I don't know why I don't listen to music more often. All I have to do is press play on the stereo. It improves my mood. It made me feel better. And now it can affect our entire well-being. So As a recreation therapist, we do study behavior of play through social, cognitive, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. And so different people look at different experiences as play. So some may focus on um, the spiritual aspect, which could be yoga and meditation. Uh, Some could be more the physical aspect. Perhaps they're more into team sports. Um, Now, when you look at creativity in the workshops that we offer, that is both emotional, cognitive, and social well-being when you're looking at tapping into people's creativity. So remember that adults who come into our workshops may not have had any experience or don't have that comfortableness, is that even a word, in putting paint to wood and exploring that way. So these are all things that I just want you to keep in mind about your customers. And um, also acknowledge that play isn't a priority. So definitely 
give some acknowledgement to your customers uh, and gratitude for them taking time out to attend your workshops. Now, in your workshops, um, when we think of play, you know, it actually encompasses a bit of trust there too, where uh, that cooperative collective play. So you need to have a safe environment, uh, opportunities to explore. And when we're working with different mediums and paints and and uh, supplies, just really allowing people just to express themselves and teach them perhaps a little bit that uh, it's okay to just play for the sake of playing, that really it's about the process. And uh, we're hoping that they have a beautiful outcome. But it is just about the fun and the play of it as well. So I guess my biggest question would be, if you were to reflect on your own play history, what would be the fondest memory that you had? And how it reflects on you now. So now I have spoke a little bit uh, on a couple of Facebook lives about why I do what I do. And one of my fondest memories is as a teenager, attending workshops with my mom. Now I was learning folk art and all those different types of painting styles, which was what you did. Um, And those experiences just brought some really good memories when I look back on them now, because my mom has multiple sclerosis and we can't do those activities anymore. Um, She has a difficult time holding things. And uh, for her, play and recreation looks very different than it did. So those memories are just really fond. And I think that's really actually impacted why I'm so passionate about the creative experience and how it impacts our customers because you don't know down the road what kind of memories they're going to have from those experiences with the people that they bring to the table. So how do we put these play principles into effect in our retail locations? Is it as simple as the music that you play in the background? Is it giving people the opportunity to dabble with paint? How do we create a really playful environment that is safe, it helps them establish a rapport with us, and of course is fun? And it's something just for the sake of doing it, which I think people really respect and appreciate, which is why when people come into our store, I think I really hear a lot about how it is such a therapeutic experience, because that is something out of the everyday, which keeps them coming back to learn more. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on play, your thoughts on how play has impacted you, your business. Uh, Feel free to post any comments below. And uh, it's just food for thought. So So what I really appreciate about you is being open to hearing my thoughts on how play can impact your DIY workshop business.